Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. There's three main things I want to cover tonight. Word of faith, testimonies, and symptoms. Again, for those note-takers, if you want an outline, there it is. Word of faith, and WAF, if you want an acronym. Never heard anybody say that, but it could be a thing, and maybe I should trademark it. <laughs> uh, testimonies and symptoms. Um, if you ask Pastor Catherine or Mark Greenwood, or Lord Greenwood, as I like to call him, it's my little moniker for him, uh, and for a hundred other people, you might get different um, interpretation, uh, might get a different description of what what they believe faith is, and 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 word of faith in that. Um, first scripture I wanted to cover uh, is Romans 10, verse 6 to 10. <clears throat> but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will uh, descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with a heart one believes unto righteousness, and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. So there we have it. Receiving God's word into your heart, confessing it. Um, we asked for rain. <laughs> Something's coming down. Um, receiving God's word into your heart and confessing it. And things happen. Miracles take place. Um, easy, right? Right? There it is again. Um, this over a little bit. <laughs> um, well, I might um, propose that it can depend on the story of your heart. What do, I, what do I mean by that? Second scripture. These are the two main, main scriptures for the night. So just, um, if you have it, I encourage you to read with. There's something powerful about hearing it from somebody, but then reading it yourself as well really just takes root. Uh, Mark 4, 13 to 20, one of my favorites. There's a few verses, but um, it's all good, every word of it. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? Because he, he just mentioned the, the sower and the seed. So then the disciples asked for an explanation, and he says, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside when the word is sown, where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves. And so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones uh, who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things entering and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. And those who hear the word accept it and bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. <clears throat> so you see the different kinds of soils there. And that Jesus goes on to say, the soil is your heart. And you get to decide whether it's a beautiful, rich, fertile soil or if you let the cares of the world come in and choke it. See, there's an element of persisting 
in that. I mean, often yeah, miracles do happen instantly, and, and uh, other times you walk through things and you get the miracle on the other end. Either way, it's a miracle. Um, and, but, but quite often in people's lives, there was an element of persistence of going through. Jesus even said, like the widow and the judge, you know, the emphasis wasn't on the judge. Some people correlate that to the father, but that's not it. It was the persistence of the widow that she would not give up. She would not give up. It's not that God is um, unwilling. It's just that you get the opportunity to walk through something and see the victory. Even in a, it's a contracted short period, but even we see with Peter uh, walking on the water, that in terms of persistence, in terms of the enduring necessity for faith, that he stepped down out of the boat and for a moment, whether it was seconds or minutes, he was walking on the water. Jesus said, yep, come. So the word was given from Jesus that you can walk on the water. And Peter said, all right, I receive that. And he was literally walking on the water. Supernatural buoyancy. And then what does it say? Mark 14, 29, just a little one. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So it's just a beautiful example. Again, I know I've preached on this before. It's just one of my favorites. Is that here we see Peter walking in faith. And in that same interaction, he looked you know, around, the wind was boisterous, and he exchanged his faith for fear. And he started to sink. So the faith was holding him, that was carrying him, he exchanged that for fear. So there was a persisting, you know, that comes through. I've touched on it before. I'm sure there are many times people have come up here and gone prayed for healings, and, and something has started to happen, something wonderful, something good, you know, and the next day or on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, maybe a pain has returned or, or, or a thought has come in, and they've given the opportunity, do you want to exchange your faith for fear or do you want to hold it? It's always your choice. What do you want to do? Do you want to continue on or exchange it? The kingdom of God is about exchanges. So there's a persisting that needs to be done. So somebody might say, all right, well, they have a heart defect, just as an example. Um, so what are you saying? I just believe God's word, put it in my heart and believe it and they'll be made well. And... By and large, yeah. If you do believe the word, put into your heart, you speak to your mountain, like Jesus says, you'd speak to your heart and you declare it and command it to be made well, healing is yours. Now to the carnal um, mind who maybe battles with such a concept of just saying or speaking to your body part or organ, I want to, I want to proposition this thought. You came into the world as we all did in all of our carnality and sin and spent your 5, 10, 20, 40 years doing whatever you're doing. And at some point, the good news of Jesus came to you somehow. The good word of God came and entered into your heart and faith arose. And somewhere in that journey, you believe that there is a Savior who wants to redeem you and a God who loves you and has a plan for you and a purpose for you. And so you believed in an event 2,000 years ago that you've never seen, in a God you've never seen or heard, telling you he's got a place for you in heaven about a place you've never seen yet. And you were okay with all of that. <laughs> you were okay with all of that. So, I mean, the fact that you're here as a Christian, it's like this shouldn't be that far in what I'm suggesting to you. The fact that you even got here, believing in all of that that you haven't seen or heard, and you, you lay down your life. You said, yep, I'll sign up to that. 
Didn't see it, didn't hear it for most people, I would say. And that, but that is the kingdom. Navigating the unseen is what we do best as Christians. We are spirit, we are soul, we are body. So just thought I'd put that in a bit of context there in case your mind is battling to wrap around it. You've already done this. The biggest decision of your life was an unseen exchange, you know? Sure, you, you felt things, you had con you know, conviction and all that, but what did you see? But the eyes of your heart saw. And that's what was powerful. Come on now. Preach myself happy. <laughs> Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So everything you see was made by something invisible, something unseen. This, we are living in the effect of the unseen. God is sometimes referred to as the first cause. The supernatural is the first cause. It's the cause. The effect is this. He spoke and moon and stars and planets, water, animals, all came into being. So how can, this pray, how can this play out practically? Part two, testimonies, in case you're following along. Um, I, I think I might have mentioned before, uh, a while ago, I had, um, I don't know if it was sciatica, it just seems to be like I was shooting pain down the side and my back and my legs, and if I'd squat down and stand up, there'd just be this hectic shooting pain. Uh, it got so bad that I couldn't lie down on my back and, and bring my knees up to my chest. Like my, my movements sort of become quite restricted from all of this stuff going on. Um, so I didn't hear what you said. Let's talk yoga. Yoga. Okay. <laughs> um, stretching is good. Stretching is helpful. Um, so I had this thing, and I thought, well, that's not of you, Lord. It's not kingdom. Um, what should we do? So fortunately, I was, I was in the throes of just getting into some beautiful teaching on, on faith and healing and just discovering everything that God has for me. I mean, I've heard it for many years, but I guess there was a, I was, there was a passivity about it. I wasn't leaning into it. I wasn't really adopting this theology as my actual, active, everyday believing life. And so I took it to prayer, and I built myself up in faith. The word, uh, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I got into the word of God. There was his promises for me, and I believed it. Um, you see, you can build faith for anything in your heart. That's what's so amazing. You can be terrified of something, and you can, again, exchange that for faith. It might take a day or a week or a month or six months. It doesn't matter. But know that you can do that. Uh, I had a friend, um, Joel Shaw, many of you know, he had a car accident like at a roundabout or something. And he said, so many times afterwards, he'd be driving towards a roundabout and there'd just be like this tension, like, oh, you know, from that experience of having a car accident. And he realized this and he thought, no, that's, that's not right. And so he just took some time to, not, to just imagine himself driving up to roundabouts and just driving straight through it. And go in and take a right, go in and take a left and straight through and he did that, and he replaced that thing, that fear, with faith. And sure enough, a little while later, he was fine. Coming to roundabouts, it just wasn't even a thing. But he took the time to exchange that, you know? It's a simple thing, but sometimes it's simple things that almost hit home, because it's like, I didn't even think I could apply it in something so basic, something so 
pedestrian, to use a road word. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I had this thing going on, and so I prayed and believed, and sure enough, um, I would say probably 80% of it went, uh, and probably within, I wish I'd recorded the dates, but I mean, it, it would have been within a, a couple of weeks probably, about 80% of it was gone. I was like, all right, Lord, so, you know, it's wonderful just to ask the Holy Spirit stuff, like, you know, he just unpacks things, and I was like, so, what about this last 20%? Do you want me just to keep going? Because I'm fine to just keep believing. Like, it was fine. I just, I, just, I just checked in. I was like, are we all good? You know? And I started doing gym at the time. And um, so I did gym, but like, just like upper body stuff. I wasn't going to get into like hectic squats and things that were going to like, you know, trigger anything. So I was doing it gingerly. Um, and uh, he said, yeah, go do the squats now. And so I did, and honestly, I did the squats with the, the best form that I could muster <laughs> to like minimize mechanical load and do it as well as I could. And sure enough, the last 20% just went, just completely disappeared. So it's great because I got to put action to my faith. You know, I, I was glad that it happened that way. I was just like, yes, Lord, I got to put real action to my faith and actually see the last little bit of the thing go away. Uh, it was amazing. Um, I think around a similar time, a bit later, I had a lump develop in the back of my right knee here. I could just feel it like pushing around the tendons there. <laughs> I thought that doesn't seem right. Uh, I'm sure that's not meant to be there. So um, again, prayed about it, but I kind of was a bit passive, I must say. I didn't like vigorously go after it like this um, shooting pain thing. But 21st of July, 2019, I was in Singapore in uh, Mr. Prince's church. And uh, I thought, you know what, this is the moment. This is where I take a stand. This is where I draw the line, and this thing's going. And so I did. And I prayed, and I received it. And for about six, six, maybe nine months, I could still feel it there. But what is wonderful, and then it went, like it's completely gone. But again, what did I get to journey? Whenever I felt that, many times, dozens and dozens of times over that six months or whatever it was, um, I would say, awesome, 7 p.m., 21st of July in Singapore, I received my healing. That's when I got it. I shake my leg sometimes just to, like, get excited about it. And why did I do that? Well, uh, Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus simply says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them. Because if not, then when do you believe? If you don't believe in that moment when you're praying, when do you actually believe? Oh, once you got your healing. Oh, well, you don't need to believe then. You've already got your healing. Oh, once the check arrives. Well, what use is faith then? You've got the check. You've got the healing. What do you need it for then? So Jesus is saying, well, when you pray, that is the moment you believe that you received it. And that was it. And I had a timestamp, you know. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that it was going to take a while, but it's okay that it did because I had my assurance, you know. Sometimes the temptation or the uh, risk maybe in, in pastors preaching this to people is that they might, they might go and do something, what you might call silly, um, and doing things, you know. I mean, even if you told a doctor my thing with squatting when you've got some shooting pain down the side, might not be encouraged. The only thing I want to offer, like, I don't want to hold back the gospel because of people that might do that. I do just want to say, again, you can build up faith for that. Like, don't go and do it just to test it because it sounds like a cool story. Like, I'd built up faith for that. I'd spend hours, hundreds of hours, listening, reading, praying, 
so that my heart was full of faith. And I was at peace and there was joy in me about it as well. So I would put that out there. If you're going to do that, good, do it. Build up faith and step in, you know. It's to the point where, gee, where, um, you know, Jesus said, like, if you drink any deadly poison, and again, I know some pastors are like, they want to always preach on that, uh, or we get bitten by something deadly, you'll be fine. Well, I think too often we don't take the Bible literally enough. And Paul did, to the point that when he's on the island, they put the log on the fire and the snake bit him. The islanders knew exactly, they knew their snakes, you know. It's an island, you know, all the snakes. <laughs> we know them by name, know where they live, you know, aunties, uncles. Uh, and they knew that this snake was a killer snake. And Paul just shook it off in the fire and kept on going. Why? Because he took that word literally. And again, he didn't just start jumping into it that morning. He was like, this is years of, of him believing, praying, worshiping, of just believing that God is who he says he is, you know? Again, I also don't want to, on the other side, say that this is going to take you five years to get faith. Like, you know, it can happen tonight. You can believe. You can, you can just take God at his word, you know? <laughs> it's awesome. Um, the other thing was that I was in a house in Chermside and we had this very annoying barking dogs next door. <laughs> and it was awful, just daytime, nighttime, just barking, 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 everything walked across. You know the little dogs? It's like a, I don't know big dogs do it, but little dogs really seem to do it a lot. And the frequency of that pitch, you know. Anyway, after a while, I realized, you know, I don't have to live with this. What's, what's going on here? And so, again, I just took authority of the atmosphere. I said, you know, I command the dogs to be quiet um, and the situation to be resolved. I didn't specify how. I was just like, God, oh, you can deal with that. However you want to roll with that. Uh, and sure enough, within about four weeks, the next door neighbors moved and their dog moved with them. So that was great. Um, but then the other house on the other side of us, their dog suddenly started barking. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I got one recent testimony and I applied that. And sure enough, within a few weeks, um, housemate moved in, looked after the dog during the day, no more barking. So again, you can say it's um, happenstance or what's the other word? Um, coincidence. But I'll give you a third one. How's that? Moved into Kumbari Crescent. And we got these, we had these very rowdy kookaburras. They would be on our branch, not one, not two. It, was like, it, it sounded like an army of kookaburras. And it wasn't like daytime when I was at work. It was like, I'd be there at like midnight, trying to peacefully watch Netflix or something. And they would just go at it. And they would like compete with each other. So they'd just go like as, as loud as they could, you know, to try and outdo the other one next to them. Or at least that's what it sounded like to me. And I suddenly, like a year of living there, I suddenly thought, flip, I did the dog thing at the other address twice. Let's do it here. Sure enough, pray, took authority, uh, and it was probably like two or three weeks, and I don't hear them at all now. And this has been like three years now, something of, of that. So I mentioned these unusual things because faith is for everyday life. There is so much that's available to you. You know, it's not just if you die in of something. It's for everyday life. It's for broken hearts. It's for finances, for health. It's for whatever you need. You know, and I wasn't necessarily going to share this, but even something like loneliness, you know, to be honest, I only actually realized this like last week. I thought, man, I haven't been lonely in like a long time. I haven't felt lonely in a long time. And, and I would sometimes like Saturday night, you're there, nobody's called you, nobody's texted you. And it's like, oh, this sucks, you know, just got to see what's going on on TV or something. And, you know, just that happens. And, and you might dismiss that, but I, 
I was like, no, I shouldn't need to feel that. And usually what you feel is a result of what you believe. You know, your, your belief perpetuates feelings. And so I thought, well, let's just get the word on that, you know. And um, it just got into the word, into the word, say, I'm the beloved, I'm accepted in the beloved, you know. Uh, is it three, uh, 1 John 3, how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. And I just washed myself in the Word, and, and I, don't, I don't know when it happened, but I just, like, as I said last week, I'm like, it's been like two years or something, or, or at least a year and a half, where, and again, like I wasn't, you know, languishing in this. It was just every now and then it would come up, you know, or, or a holiday season, or this or that, you feel that, and it's just, I don't feel that, like I... I'm good, you know, as because we applied the word of God in that area of uh, just unbelief, I guess, about, I don't know, self-worth or, you know, whatever it is. Whatever the lie was there, it's just like the word took care of that, you know. I, I believed God's heart and mind and word towards me. So I, I'm trying to cover a few different things because, you know, in an audience and online, like there's a lot of people that watch and uh, a lot of different things, but it's, it is for everyday life. It's for everything that you come across, you know. And again, the, the, the recipe isn't complicated. Sometimes the most complicated is just undoing the unbelief, you know, and the religious thinking and the nonsense that messed you up in the first place. You know, in, in the two or so years of teaching, it was probably the first nine months of just dismantling stuff. You know, hopefully you'll be quicker than that and uh, get it. Yeah, and sometimes it is just like, it's just a switch, it's just a, a click that happens, you know, and, and people, it's like faith erupts. It's just like there's little alignment needed to happen. So I don't want to paint it up as some big thing. I don't want to say, oh, it's possible. Whoever you are, wherever you are, I don't care who you are, you can have faith for whatever you need. So believe that, and if it takes a week or a month, so be it. But what's beautiful is that you'll have that for the rest of your life. And you'll have a testimony to go with it as well. So next time the enemy comes, shield of faith comes up. So no, we've been there. I know what the outcome here is. I'm going to stand and rejoice. And it's going to be good. Come on now. The third one is symptoms. Um, now, if you go to the doctor, and um, praise the Lord for doctors, as Pastor Catherine says. You know, at the end of the, end of the day, we want people well. And Bill Johnson says this as well. He's like... If you get well through praying, if you get well through pills, like we just want you well. But there are excellent ways of living. And one of those is a beautiful childlike faith. Um, but if you go to the doctor and uh, he's gonna, he or she is going to ask you some questions about, you know, and take some tests and things and your temperature and, um, you, you know, sweating or cramps or whatever the condition is. And they are doing that because... A condition has a bunch of symptoms associated, associated with it. And so if all these uh, symptoms match up, oh, it's quite likely you have diarrhea or whatever. <laughs> it's going to go with cold, but is that what you said? No, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that one's pretty obvious, I guess, the symptoms of that. But um, sorry, Pastor Catherine, she probably won't appreciate that example. But, uh, you know, or a cold, whatever it is, it's like, oh, you have all these symptoms. It's very indicative that you probably have X, Y, or Z. Well, the reason I mentioned all that is to say that faith has symptoms too. Come on now. You might have seen that one coming. Um, faith is a condition of the heart and mind. 
therefore it has um, symptoms. Um, there are probably many symptoms that one could uh, wax lyrical about with faith as to what it is. Um, I've just got five tonight to cover for you for the sake of time and to not overload you with too much information. Um, one symptom is fear, good old fear. I'm going to touch on that already. It's a bit of an obvious one, but sometimes you can just continue on in your fear and not realize that, oh, at some point I, I either exchanged faith for fear or I actually just didn't <laughs> exchange. I just simply accepted um, fear, signed for the package, said, yep, come dwell in my heart. Um, you know, so, and again, another great example is uh, Peter on the water. So, um, Anyway, I read the verse to you. You know what it is. He's going along, sees the boisterous winds, um, exchanges faith for fear, and it comes in. So if you're feeling uh, fearful in an area, that's fine. Romans says there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation for you at all. But you get to go home and say, Lord, wow, thank you for the symptom. It's just telling me what needs to be fixed. You know, if you get a boil, and uh, I think it's sometimes say like bad stuff in your blood gets pushed out through boils. I think that's the idea. Um, if you see that there, like as annoying as it might be, symptoms are actually great. <clears throat> How else would you know this thing is wrong unless there's a symptom? It's actually great. It's like, oh, wow, I get to fix this. This is amazing, you know? Um, so just a little different angle on symptoms there. Um, so if you see, feel fear about something, it's okay. You get to go to the, to the throne of Jesus and say, cool, I surrender this thing. Sorry for agreeing with this and partnering with this thing. I know it's not kingdom. I know it's not light. So I just lay it down and um, I exchange it for faith. I exchange it for truth. And uh, whatever that thing is, I just take your word and I put it in me and, and that becomes my reality. I frame my world with that as you, Father, frame the whole universe with your word. You frame your world with this word. Um, <clears throat> second one would be imaginations. Um, what movies and videos do you play through in your head? Are they bringing life or are they bringing fear? And I've played many videos. They're like a library, different ones, you know, or arguments you've had with people and fear or just whatever it is. We've got videos, you know, audio clips, conversations. It's like, what are your imaginations are they good? Do you leave them thinking, man, I'm going to win this life? <laughs> or do you leave them thinking the opposite? Imaginations, again, it's a symptom. If you're having, especially if you have the same thing playing over and over, that can be quite telling. All right, cool, I recognize that. I'm going to go after that aggressively and deal with that now. And again, the object is never just to simply dismiss something. You always want to replace it. You don't want to vacuum in your thinking or your heart. Vacuums, you know, Except for space, vacuums shouldn't, like the cosmos, I think that's, it'd be considered a, cos a vacuum. <laughs> but a vacuum shouldn't really be in your heart and your mind. You want to replace him with something. Word of God, you know. And again, it may look like you're lying down and just worshiping the King of Kings. You know, I think Smith Wigglesworth had like this anger issue for years. And so he, um, one, one, night, one night, he um, just lay down and said, God, I'm not leaving you until you deal with this thing. <laughs> He just lay down and God just like took it out and, and he was done. So again, just going after it in faith, you know. Uh, third one is peace. 
Um, Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. And that ruling in your heart uh, can also be translated like a, like a judge or an umpire sometimes as well. So often people say with decision making, like, you know, sometimes feel, feel that peace, like discern that peace and things like that. Um, but, yeah, it's basically just saying like God, God's saying, in your life, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Again, it's a, it's a heart thing. When I say a heart thing, I know sometimes people can just think like your emotions, but it's a lot more than that. Like your heart is actually spiritual. That's why Mark 4, the sower and the sower and the seed, putting seed into your heart produces an actual harvest. So um, take that one home. I don't have time to go into it. It's a big one. But um, yeah, so when I say heart, it's not just, not just your feelings, you know, not to dismiss them, but it's a lot more than that. It's spiritual. The fourth one is speech. Uh, Matthew 12, 34, Jesus says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that's a big one too, isn't it? What are you confessing? What are you declaring about your life, about your spouse, about your finances, about your health, about your walk with God? What are you declaring, you know? Because what are you speaking again, if you want to look at it like a symptom, it's just coming out of what's in your heart. It's just overflowing out into your, your conversations and your talking. So... Um, I, there was a, I don't know, I suppose it would have, but I remember as a family would often say this thing, like, oh, I don't believe it. Like something amazing happened, and you're like, oh, I don't believe it. It's incredible. What? You just won 100 bucks? That's amazing. I don't believe it. And I remember our friend once saying to me, he's like, uh, why are you saying that? You're saying I don't believe it. <laughs> and it was, just, uh, it was just interesting. I was like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't really have that in my vocabulary. That's rubbish. I love you have. And look, I don't know what degree that affects you, I just, why would I have that in my vocabulary? It's like, oh, I do believe it. It's 100 bucks. I totally believe it. That's right on, brother. <laughs> Enjoy it. So your speech it reveals the good and the bad, you know? When you, when you say I love you to your child, it's, it's not forced. Um, I hope it's, it's just coming out of the abundance of your heart that you just have the swelling love for your child. And so it just flows out, you know, good and bad. In summation... God is exactly who he says he is. Therefore, his word means exactly what it means. His word is dependable because he is dependable, because he is trustworthy, because he is awesome. His word is dependable. You can take it to the bank every time, every time. And again, it might be on you to maybe develop the soil of your heart and to believe it and go after it, etc. But there's a yes from heaven. There's a big yes. And God is exactly who he says he is. And during worship here, um, God just shared, um, he just said this thing of sometimes the difference between a victorious Christian life and a non-victorious Christian life is who they see Jesus as. You know, we worship Jesus tonight. And it was amazing. And he's worthy and he's the king of kings. But how do you see him? How do you see him in your day-to-day? -day? How do you see him in your body and your health and your life and your relationships? Is, is, um, do you, is your confession about Jesus oops, um, the same as what he says about himself? You know, he says he's the king of kings. He says he's the healer. Is, is he that to you in your heart? He is that. What's important is that he is that to you and your own heart, that you believe that. 
that you truly believe that and take that on board. Yeah, so good. That's all good. Thank you, my guy. We can chat afterwards. Does that sound good? Beautiful. I love it. My guy. Thank you. So good. It's beautiful. He just has so much for us, guys. He has so much for us. And it's not, you know, there's so much teaching out there. So many podcasts. I've just given you more teaching. <laughs> you know, the truth itself is simple. It's a simplicity. That's why Jesus says, come to me as a child. You don't have to be a genius to understand what love looks like. Or even power. I think children understand love and power. And God is that. He's love and he is power. But again, sometimes just the dismantling of things. You know, the untruths. I think um, some version of a quote, I think, again, by Bill Johnson, probably you guys probably know. Uh, he says, if, you know, if, your, if your theology of Jesus isn't victorious, then there's something wrong there. Because like, he is that. And is he that to you, you know? So take his word, you know, and just uh, see any symptoms come up. It's great. It's actually good. We get to address these things and say, yum. I get to apply the word of God. I get to take this. I get to take out that sword. It's so interesting to me that Hebrews says that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. It's like when the spirit wants to wage war or cut between soul and spirit and reveal the thoughts and intents of the heart. He takes the word. There's such a union there, isn't there? Even the very beginning, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters of the deep, waiting for the word of God to come out and partner. So I'll just add also, you, you may be doing all of this. Um, have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. You know, I've done that through various things, and sometimes it's just a tweak, just a tweak of my understanding, or you might just say, well, I'll apply this, do that. You know, like, why wouldn't you want to do it with the Holy Spirit? He's beautiful. Jesus said, it's better that I go so that I can actually send the Holy Spirit to you guys because he's the comforter, and he will guide you into all truth and show you uh, things to come. He's there. He's waiting. Such a beautiful presence here, right? Jesus. If there is anybody, <clears throat> talked about the Christian life and, um, you know, our need for a savior. And uh, I just want to give an opportunity. If there is anybody here who you might have come to church many times or you're watching online, and, um, but you've never actually given your heart to the Lord. You've never actually taken that final step. You might have attended. You might have gone to Sunday school many times and, you know, learned about Daniel being thrown into the lion's well and these amazing stories. But you might never have actually crossed over the line and actually really given your heart to the Lord and experienced the life that comes from that. We wanted to give an opportunity to that um, church. Would you mind just closing your eyes for a second? I just want to make, make an opportunity for anybody here um, and, uh, and your heart might even be burning or racing right now at the thought of, of, you know, sticking your hand up and giving your life to Jesus. But we want to take that opportunity. As anybody here, and just stick your hand up, that you want to give your heart to the Lord tonight, we would love to pray for you um, and just journey with you and partner with you. If there's anybody here, just raise your hand up. We just want to minister to you and love you. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you, Papa. 
Mm, thank you, Jesus. Good, yep, I see that. Thank you. Mm, thank you, Papa. Mm, yeah, that's good. Okay. Let's, um, let's pray for that. Um, sorry, just one quick thing. Um, are Joe and Pam Davies here tonight? Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Good. Um, would you would you mind joining with our gentleman at the back there um, to pray with him? We just don't want to leave anybody, you know, unattended that wants to give their heart to the Lord. So we've got a beautiful couple over here. So they'll pray with you. They'll walk you through that. And, uh, you know, if you need any follow-up, get some details and just love on you as well. It's a beautiful journey. Let's put our hands together, church. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. So we appreciate that. That's beautiful. Wow. Um, cool. Did you uh, want to get a couple of people together? We just want to minister, do a bit of ministry, some words of knowledge. Um, if you guys come here often, you know we'd love to minister to you at the end. We won't keep it too long, folks. About 20 past nine. Um, there's a lot of water on this step. Um, <laughs> just want to sort of finish off just loving on you a little more. Just a little more. We've got a mic there. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.